All right, let's take a look in the prize egg and see if the Anthony Richardson jersey is in there. Julie has said that as soon as it's delivered, she'll find it. She'll put it in here. It is not. We know that it's scheduled to be delivered tomorrow, and we hope that that is still the case when we get to tomorrow. In the meantime, I've got another jersey coming, a different jersey, a surprise jersey that I won on Pristine Auction. We will give both away. How about that action? All you have to do is subscribe to this feed, subscribe, or this channel, and then subscribe to Two Big Brains, that channel, and send me a DM so I got some way to notify you that you won. That's really the point of sending me a DM. All right, this is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, September 4th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. We're talking about the Colts today, Anthony Richardson. I heard from his high school offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, and he told me some things about Anthony Richardson that I think were worth sharing, definitely worth sharing, and, and really, really interesting about Anthony. Uh, going to talk about the challenges, unique challenges that the Jaguars present. We're going to talk a little bit about Colorado football. We'll talk about the AFC South, but Colorado football was interesting to me. I watched Deion Sanders' coaching debut, Shadur Sanders, his son, the quarterback, you know what? We're going to talk about Deion Sanders being a quality coach. But if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have Bupkus. And in Colorado, <laughs> Shadur Sanders has a quarterback. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Cubs, but then we're going to talk about Tom Allen, the head coach at Indiana, who ripped the Big Ten and absolutely right in doing so. Uh, Indiana lost over the weekend to Ohio State. We're not going to belabor that. But we are going to talk about what Tom Allen had to say about the Big Ten playing Friday night games. And he is 100% totally right about that. Uh, let's, you know, get right to it. By the way, like the video. It's the polite thing to do. And, and who, who's your hospitality and all that? Um, and if you want to make a donation and you include, as Sean just did, for a buck ninety nine, you want to make a comment, as Sean did not. Did not. I'll read the comment. I'll answer the question. That's what we do. This is what I heard from Anthony Richardson's quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator at his high school in Gainesville, Georgia. He said he was a joy to coach and be around. Truth be told, I'd learned to lighten up some coaching him. I took his silly nature as a lack of focus. Nothing could be further from the truth. He's just doing what we all should be doing, having fun living in the moment. That sounds like a pretty good dude, right? We saw it in Philadelphia with the fly deal. Eagles fans didn't like it. That, what are you going to do? Are we going to live to make them happy? I don't think so. What you're going to see, and, and I saw this, and I was a little bit critical of it during uh, rookie minicamp, where he kind of bounces around, and, and he's, there's music going at all times at a Colts practice, and he's kind of bouncing around dancing. I took it as, hey, man, you got to get down to work. We didn't see no Peyton Manning dancing. You know what I mean? And Peyton Manning is the, he set the bar for work ethic at the quarterback position. This guy's just a little bit different. He, maybe Peyton Manning should dance, have danced a little bit. But Anthony Richardson is a guy who's going to dance while he plays. He's going to have fun while he focuses and there's nothing wrong with that. And he's going to learn the right balance of doing that. Christina, thank you. Happy belated birthday to my brother, Brandon, and sister, Carrie. 
Very, very nice. Thank you, uh, Christina. That's who Anthony Richardson is. He's a joyful dude. He comes into media availabilities and he jokes. And I love it. I, I think it's it's funny. And, and I think he's got a very, very positive personality. And obviously his teammates do too, as they voted him a captain, along with six others. I'm not sure I love the idea of seven captains. That's, that's almost one-third of the starting players for this team being a captain. That's a lot of captains. And then a leadership council, I, I just get, like, the, the layers of leadership on an NFL team I don't think need to be, like, you know, articulated quite so uh, precisely. We've got our leadership council. We've got our captains. We've got this. We've got that. Ah, just go play football, for God's sake. Um Jaguars, five-point favorites this weekend. The over-under is thir- is 45, which I, I like the under. I got to tell you the truth. I really like the under. I think the Colts are going to try to shorten the game a little bit. I think the Jaguars, that's what they do. Gus Bradley plays a defense that's hard to get chunk plays against, and so that's going to reduce the number of drives available to the Jaguars' offense as well as the Colts' offense. Uh, I don't see teams, either the Jaguars or the Colts, scoring in bunches. So I think that this winds up hitting the under, and the Colts should want it to hit the under. I don't think the Colts are going to outscore a lot of teams this year. We're going to find out, though. What we don't know about the Colts and the Colts' offense is far greater. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Any receiver signings on the horizon, I think we'll hear about one today. I think they'll sign one today. Uh, good question. Uh, but I believe that this Colts team, Shane Steichen, is really, really good. We saw it in San, San Diego with that offense. He put Herbert in a position where he could succeed. He did the same thing with Jalen Hurts and that offense. This is going to be interesting to see what Shane Steichen does because we haven't seen it in the preseason. He wasn't going to show his hand in the preseason. The Jaguars have no idea what this offense is going to look like. This is not like Don Coriel, where Don Coriel, no matter where he was, whether it was the Chargers or the Cardinals or where, you knew what Air Coriel meant. Steichen doesn't have that, doesn't have that DNA, that offensive DNA. What he's got is a library of of theories that will put in place that will put players in a position to succeed no matter who they are. He caters his offense to the strengths of his, his players. That means that we don't know what this is going to be, and neither do the Jaguars, and that's an advantage for the Colts in this first game. If this, if this game against the Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium was Week 10, I'm not sure I'd pick the Colts to win, but being that it's week one and and the Colts know what the Jags are and the Jags don't know what the Colts are, I'm going with the Colts in this game. I, I think the Colts win this game, so uh, much less cover. So I, I, I like the Colts in this game. Uh, practice today, all eyes are going to be on who works. EJ Speed, want to see him back on the field. Zach Moss, want to see him back on the field. Juju Brents, they need depth at the cornerback position. You know, they they don't have much. They've got starting, you got Dallas Flowers, you got DJ Baker, and then coming off the bench, you know, who who you got? You got Jalen Jones, and you hope you got Juju Brents. 
Darius Rush, as we know, is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, JT out for the first four weeks. I don't think we need to belabor that. Huge matchups. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones going up against the Colts secondary. Can Hurricane Dio, Cat 5, let's just call him Cat 5, that's easier. Cat 5 and Quiddy Pay, can they get to Trevor Lawrence? Can they speed his clock so maybe he makes mistakes and and you, you've got safeties back there in, in Julian Blackman and Rodney Thomas who can go get wayward passes? You know, it, People say the Jags almost beat the the Chiefs in the playoffs. Well, they did, but you know what? The Chargers should have beaten the Jaguars because Trevor Lawrence threw it to the Chargers four times. This is a guy who will throw it to the other team on occasion, and and the Colts need to be that team coming up on Sunday. Uh, But Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones, you're going to have to keep them underneath. You're not going to... Don't let them break you deep. They they get deep on you. It's going to be trouble. Can Richardson get enough explosive help to score points, whether that's Pittman, whether it's Pierce, whether it's Downs, whether it's Moss, whether it's Deion Jackson, whether it's Will Mallory, Drew Ogletree? Are they going to be able to go vertical to the extent where they can steal seven? Stealing seven is going to be a big deal in this game. This is going to be closer than people think. It's going to be a one-possession game. Colts have to be that team late that gets that one possession done. ESPN's chances uh, for the Colts, they've got their analytics, which wear me out a little bit, not with ESPN, but we're still chafing from the Frank Reich adherence to uh, analytics. Uh, Win the division one in eight. Go to the playoffs one in six. Projected win 7.1, which is more than I give them credit for. They have the third easiest schedule in the league. And that's a big deal. Texans, they project 6.8 wins. Titans, 7.9. Jags, 9.3. So this is a division, even like, okay, Jags, ranked 12th. Colts, ranked 29th. The difference between those two teams, 2.1 wins. That's it. You steal the first one, you shorten the game, and, and you take away what you cut in half the number of wins you're going to have to make up in order to catch the Jaguars. And the Colts have won five in a row at home against the Jaguars. They've also lost five in a row on the road. The home team has won in this series the last 10 games. Um, How about Indiana? Indiana was not good. They lost to Ohio State 23-3. People are extolling the virtues of the defense. That's fine. Ohio State's offensive line is really not good. Uh, the one guy who showed out was Aaron Casey. He was really good. The Otter Creek, thank you. Uh, Aaron Casey, really effective defensively. Uh, we've said it a million times, and I don't think it's ever been more true than with Indiana, uh, especially last Saturday. If you've got two starting quarterbacks, you've got none. You know, we saw what happened with Brendan Sorsby and Taven Jackson. They kind of split snaps a little bit. They combined to complete 9 of 20 passes for 82 yards. That is beyond anemic. That's terrible. Indiana has got to be better. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. And it looks as though Indiana doesn't have a quarterback, at least not right now. Maybe one of these guys develops. Indiana State coming to Memorial Stadium on Friday night. Tom Allen went sideways on the Big Ten in the postgamer and was right. 
said Friday night football is for high school football. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Friday or Friday night football is for high school. Yes and yes. Good for Tom Allen. We're critical of Tom Allen when appropriate, which over the last two years has been often. But when he's right, he's right, and he's right here. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Sycamores lost to Eastern Illinois 27-0. So they're going to come into Indiana. And if this is any kind of a competitive game at all, it says a hell of a lot about it. It says a lot about Indiana State, too, but a lot about, uh, about Indiana. Like, this can't be a game. Indiana is going to have to clean Indiana State's clock on Friday night. Um, like I said, Aaron Casey, really good on Saturday against Ohio State, 11 tackles, one for loss where he just, like, blew it up. That is a good football player. Uh, Colorado beat TCU 45-42 in Deion Sanders' debut as a, uh, a big-time college head coach. He came in, cleaned house at Colorado, was not having it. The reasons... For Colorado being 1-11 and 11 last year, we're shown the door. New guys brought in, including Shadur, uh, the son of Deion Sanders. And holy cow, what a revelation that kid. 38-47 for 5-10, 4-0. Looks like a legit Heisman Trophy candidate. Beating TCU, like that's, that's not far off Indiana beating Ohio State. That's the level of upset this thing was. But it ain't going to be an upset next week. Nobody's taking Colorado lightly now. Deion Sanders rebuilt that thing in a minute, and good for him in doing it. Um, you know what? You, you got to have, if you're going to have culture change, you want to do it like that. If you're going to come in, if you're a business owner or, or a business manager, and you're going to fire people, you're going to reset your culture, you do it day one. You don't come in and tiptoe into it. You do it, and you blow it up. And that's what Deion Sanders did. And with the transfer portal being what it is, he was able to replate that roster and get that thing moving. His son, a huge part of that change. I mean, Deion, good coach, a son as a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, that's kind of a difference maker. Uh, Cubs split four with the Reds over the weekend. They should have swept. They're three and a half back of the Brewers. They won 15-7 to yesterday. Ten runs in the eighth and ninth inning. Yesterday, four of the Cubs. Now they got three against the Giants, four against the Diamondbacks, all at Wrigley Field this week. Rivalry week in high school football. So you got uh, Bloomington North versus Bloomington South. You got Cathedral against Chittard. You got HSE and Fishers. A lot of great games this weekend. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Peter Nagel celebrating a birthday. He's not a Facebook friend. I just remember from when I was a kid. Peter Nagel's birthday is September 4th. Tom Murphy's was de uh, December 15th. Steve Eiler's was January 28th. Diane Eiler, I think, was born on uh, uh, Halloween or, or the day before. And uh, Betsy Nagel on February 27th. How about that? What a memory. <laughs> for stupidity. For, for birthdays in the old neighborhood in Lake Bluff, Illinois. April Rourke, happy birthday. Dave Hendrickson, happy birthday. Janine Murphy. And Eric Schott, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you know what? Celebrate the great Jimmy Buffett. You know, I asked uh, people out at Ruoff 
the music center out here. And this has been going on for years. Best crowds, worst crowds for dealing with concession people. They unanimously, when Jimmy Buffett was touring every year, said the worst crowd, the worst behaved crowd. And it wasn't close. Jimmy Buffett. They walked in like in entitled punks and just took over the place, all, all the suburban kooks, and, and it was a complete mess. That's what they all said. That's not me talking, but still, we celebrate Jimmy Buffett, who, who left this earthly plane uh, over the weekend at the age of 76. There you go. And you know what? Uh, it's Labor Day. So you'll notice we're going a little bit late today. That's, you know what? The, we go at 645 every morning. Holidays, we don't avoid work, but we sleep in a little bit holidays. I hope you will indulge me that one pleasure. Thank you. Or, or please me by allowing me that one indulgence. Maybe that's better put. 